I've been one of the people out delivering gifts. And it's been so powerful to start going and visiting people like I visited a woman out on Chacanat and she uh, only spoke Spanish and I asked if you need a prayer and she said, yeah, um, my sister died yesterday and uh, just prayed for her and she just cried and cried and cried. You know, just so many people receive prayer on their front porches, you know. Nosotros, yo fui a dar regalos a los niños de los presos y fui a una familia mexicana y pregunté si ellos necesitaban oración. Y ellos decían, sí, porque su hermana, la hermana de esta mujer, había muerto el día anterior. Entonces, oré, oré, y lloró, lloró, y esto pasó muchas veces. That happened many times, many times. We're praying for people when we were delivering gifts, just people crying. You know, there's so much sadness. It's such a need for, um, you know, for God's uh, presence in, in, you know, to kind of come alongside, mediated through us. Nosotros somos los agentes del reino y necesitamos ir y consolar a la gente triste, ¿verdad? So, I'm going to, um, Nick, what do you think? Do you want to try to translate? Or... Okay, I can, I wanted to read um, the story of the birth of Jesus and, 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 and um, you know, I'm not going to read all of it. it the first part of it is there's a census that takes place where everybody has to go to their um, to where they're from. And um, so Mary and Joseph, they had to go all the way from Nazareth, which is like Blaine, and go to Bethlehem, which is like, you know, Seattle. And that's on foot, okay? And people were having to travel to wherever they were from and, and go to the government office and register. So they wanted to have control over the population, right? It was a way to have population, you know, for the authorities to know where everyone was. and. Uh, keep tabs on people and probably if there were warrants for their arrest they'd get you know arrested and that back then everyone got the death penalty so that wasn't oh, wasn't cool right <laughs> so mary and joseph imagine them um so we're going to look at um luke 2 uh, verse 3 and everyone was on his way to register for the census each to his own city joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David. Okay, that's a big deal. He was like uh, a, a direct descendant from the Messiah, of, you know, from the one who was, the, the Messiah was going to come through his, through David's line. Um, okay, check this out. In order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child. That's an interesting detail. She was engaged to Joseph, but she was already with child, right? Uh, so she was planning on getting married, but she was already pregnant. Maybe there's a few people that you guys know who've been in that situation, no? You know, people that um, the guy was committed, um, but the girl got pregnant before they got married, and maybe they haven't got married yet. And, and so Mary was like that, right? So God came into the world that way. Um, which I think is amazing that God is so humble that he comes in to the world and is born in into the world that way, right? So this is a, a couple that are uh, that are traveling on foot and she's pregnant and she's gotten pregnant uh, with the Holy Spirit. That's what the Bible tells us, right? But anyone who's looking at it from the outside wouldn't wouldn't think that or know that, right? 
So um, how would it feel to be Mary um, and Joseph uh, with a, a pregnant and not yet married? And back then, you really got into trouble if you got pregnant and you weren't married. Like you could get literally stoned, not with drugs, but stoned with stones. How would that feel if you were in a dangerous situation like that and you were, you were having to go and, and register with the authorities and you were pregnant and you weren't married? How do you think you'd feel if you were marrying Joseph? Well, they were they were dangerous too. Oh yeah. I never thought about that one, Chucky. So um, check this out. So while they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth. Okay, and. She gave birth to her firstborn son. Notice it doesn't say their firstborn son. I don't know why that is, but I guess it makes sense if it was her and the Holy Spirit. But it doesn't say to their firstborn son, right? So Joseph is sort of um, left out in a way, but it also shows how Joseph was very noble because he was taking care of a baby that wasn't his, right? Maybe some of us guys have been in that situation too, right? Um, so, and they laid him in a manger. Oh, now that's crazy. A manger was a feeding trough for animals. Un pesebre es un lugar donde da a comer a las vacas, no? Es donde el bebé fue puesto. And that's because there was no room for them in the Skagit Inn, Skagit Motel. There was no room for them in the hotel, right? Because they were all filled. And so that means that they were, they were having to sleep in a barn, someone's barn. Right. So these guys. Animals. There were animals. There was there was there was manure and there was animal pee and probably stung and everything. Right. Okay. So what does that tell us about God that He's going to be born like that? What does that tell us about God? Sometimes we think of God as a big white it's Uncle Sam up in the heavens, right? And who's probably very rich, like Donald Trump or something, like the, the Trump Towers, the God Towers, right? But look, God comes in the flesh and he comes in a totally humble way, right? Okay. Yeah, well, Lucy, Lucy um, just made an observation too. It's like, well, if David really wasn't from Joseph, how could it be from David's line, right? So it's like a stepson. Well, because Joseph, he's he's from David's line by adoption. Yeah. Yeah. And so and that's why it was important that Joseph chose to take on take this woman and who was pregnant. You know, um, and that even that though that went against the rules. Okay, let's keep going. So in the same region, there were some shepherds um, that were staying um, out in the field, and they were keeping watch over their flocks by night. Um, and an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. Uh, but an angel said to them, don't be afraid. Oh, yeah, right. For behold, I'm bringing you good news of great joy, which is for all the people. Okay, the angels, um, they went to shepherds who were keeping watch over their flocks. Who are people that keep, keep watch over their flocks by night today? 
Any of you people are worried about people you love in the middle of the night? First aid responders. First responders, okay. How about mothers? Are there any mothers around here that have had sleepless nights because they're worried about their kids? Okay. So are any fathers that have been worried about their kids or maybe we're worried about our people that we care about? Who, there's, you know, think about it this way. Who are the shepherds of today that are watching, um, that, are, that are up late at night keeping watch over their, over their flocks? Who would they be? You know, this guy, um, Michael, that we met, he was watching out for a lot of people on the streets. We met another guy, Jeff, who watched out for a lot of people on the streets. Um, Jeff is kind of known in the, in the around Safeway and just in the valley as a homeless guy who's been around the streets for years, who watches out for people. In fact, uh, um, this other guy, um, um, what's his name, Vernon? He was like that too. He actually went by the name of Jesus Christ. And, and so he, he was watching out for a lot of people on the street. So the shepherds who were uh, staying out in the fields watching their flocks by night, um, why would God show up to them first? What does that tell us about God? That, that he would send angels to announce to shepherds that are out, um, out in their fields. We have a guy who's a commercial fisherman who fishes for tuna. That's kind of like a shepherd who's out watching their flocks by night. You're watching your nets. You got them out there, right? So imagine, what does that tell us that God goes to the people that are sleeping outside um, and who are watching out, um, you know, for people that they care about? In this case, it's a sheep, okay? But so I'm stretching a little bit, but not really. What does that tell us about God that you go to them first? got a caring heart absolutely so um i love this god who does this i love this god who uh, revealed himself to the um to the people who are, aren't even on the radar of the world you know the people that are just sleeping outside think about all the people that are sleeping outside and that's who gets visited by the angels and um and they and they must have felt guilty because they were scared right maybe they were hiding their meth pipes and their other apparatus you know we don't know what they were doing it doesn't say they were praying or reading their bibles out in the out in the fields right they were watching there um and so they got um you know they were freaked out completely um an angel of the lord suddenly stood before them wow and the glory of the lord shone around them and they were terribly frightened but the angel said to them don't be afraid for behold i bring you good news so I'm, we're not going to arrest anybody. You know, um, we're not going to um, judge anybody. It's not the end of the world. And we're not going to send people to hell. Like I came to give you good news. Okay. You shepherds. I came to bring you good news of great joy. For uh, that will be for all people, not just some people. Okay. That's pretty good news. If it's good news for all the people, not just some of the people. Isn't it cool? All the details that are in the Bible like that. I just love that it doesn't say it's going to be good news for just some of the people. It's good news for all of the people. For today, in the city of David, there was born for you. That's another detail. Born for you, a savior. Born for you, a savior. Okay. So what does that tell us about God? That they weren't even looking for God? They weren't even like already aware of that 
that just this birth had happened. They were just getting it announced. They were the first people to receive the news. And the guy and the angels say, this, this baby was born for you. This baby was born for you, Belinda. I mean, isn't that cool? He's a savior who is, um, who is Christ, the Lord. The Lord, that's like saying God himself. So God, God himself has been born for you um, today, right now. This will be the sign, okay, for you. A sign for you, a special sign for you. You know, I've been talking with this guy in the jail who uh, doesn't believe in God. He, he said he has no exposure to God. He says um, that um, he grew up and his mom never taught him anything. And then he went, hit the streets when he was like 14. And so he says, I don't know anything about God. Uh, what's prayer? And I said, prayer is like talking to God and God talking to, to us because it's a conversation. And um, we were talking about, um, I got him to the point where he said that he wanted to pray and try it out. And so he said, God, would you give me just even a little sign that you're real? Jesus, would you just give me a little sign? And it was pretty cool because that's what, um, that's what he asked for. And I love this because that's cool. We can ask for signs. This will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths lying in a feeding trough. That would be a sign. Finding a, a brand new baby wrapped in strips of cloth, lying in a manger, a feeding trough for animals. Okay, so that's not normal, right? Even at Skagit Valley Hospital, they wouldn't have you in a feeding trough. I know people complain about Skagit Valley Hospital, but it's not that bad. Okay. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a big crowd of heavenly hosts, a multitude is a big crowd, a crowd of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest, and upon earth peace among people with whom God is pleased. And when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to each other, let us go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. Okay, so they said, let's check it out and see if we can find the sign. It's a sign for us uh, that this is true, that a baby has been born for us, right? It was the savior, God himself. So they came in a hurry and they found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. And when they saw this, they made known the statement which had been told them about this child. And all who heard it wondered at the things which were told them by the shepherds. Yeah, for sure. Like we're wondering about it now, right? And Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds went back, glorifying and praising God for all that they'd heard and seen, just as um, it had been told them. So that's the that's a Christmas story, according to Luke. Isn't that cool? So the shepherds went back to their fields. Okay. And um, but they went back different. They went back changed because they'd seen that a, a baby had been born for them. And then they're, they're going to have to see what, what that would mean because the baby would grow up and everything, right? But just to have that kind of a sign that there was a baby that was, was God himself who would come and they were the first people to find out about it. So, yeah, Chucky. Yeah, what if it was angels left to They left them with the uh, gospel, correct? Oh, I don't, I, don't, I don't know about that. So I, I, I played in shepherding. 
Okay, okay, that's possible. I, I hadn't heard that, but that's angels left. They left with God's prayer. Okay, that's how the Lord's prayer got started with one of David's. Okay, well, I'm sure they were glorifying God, so that was a prayer. They were glorifying God for all that they've seen and heard, right? So, I just want to go back to one little idea. Um, you know, it says, um, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among people. Do you think there's a need for peace among people? In there always. Do you guys feel, a lack, have you felt a lack of peace in the last 24 hours? Anybody? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, so glory to God on high, on, in the highest. This is what the angels, the, the crowd, the crowd of, of heavenly hosts are singing to God. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among people. Um, Okay, so this is one of the major things that we know about, about Jesus, is that he's called the Prince of Peace. One of the readings for today is Isaiah chapter 9, and it talks about it. It says, um, for a child will be born for us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace. And there will be no end to the increase of its government on the earth. That's what we're about at General Weber. We want to see the increase of the government of the Prince of Peace, of this baby Jesus, who's now obviously grew up and died for our sins and has been raised from the dead and he's alive. And, and he empowers us through the Holy Spirit. So we're part of the increase of his government by just going out and showing God's love to people, right? But we need peace in our hearts in order to be able to carry peace wherever we go. And so, see, nosotros miramos aquí que hay Cristo se llama también el príncipe de la paz, el príncipe de la paz, y, y nosotros faltamos la paz en este tiempo donde vivamos, ¿no? Y entonces, um, Jesús vino para dar paz a nosotros y, y nosotros um, somos llamados a aumentar el gobierno de, de Dios en la, en la tierra y por eso es el objetivo de nosotros en Tierra Nueva es ir uh, al mundo a las calles, a la cárcel a las casas llevando um, el mensaje de la buena nueva y la paz de Cristo que nosotros tenemos o que recibamos esta, esta paz ¿verdad? Cuando nosotros llegamos con la paz, la paz sale de nosotros y bendice a la gente. Por eso Jesús dijo a los discípulos, cuando llega a una casa, deja la paz. Bendiga la casa con la paz, ¿verdad? Porque la paz es real y muchos de nosotros faltamos la paz muchas veces. Somos ansiosos, presionados, preciados, ¿verdad? Y por eso Cristo quiere nacer de nuevo a nosotros a través de su espíritu en nosotros para que la paz nos llena, ¿verdad? So anyway, I know Nick was translating, but I, I wanted to make sure I communicated it my own way. So because there's someone in the front row, we want to, okay. So let's look at one more text, Colossians chapter 3, verses 15. And then we're going to close with our prayer. Colossenses 3, 15. 
Hablas muy bien. Ok, gracias. Ok, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Ok, let it rule in your hearts. It wants to, the government of, of Jesus wants to rule, wants to govern in our hearts, right? So we let it. We just have to let it. It wants to. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He wants to come into our hearts. And um, esto dice, deje que la paz de Cristo gobierne en sus corazones. Um, to which indeed you were called to one body and be thankful. Let the word of Christ richly dwell in, inside of you. Okay, so let the, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Dejamos que la paz de Cristo llena nuestros corazones. You know, when we talk about receiving Jesus, like uh, that's what that is about. We just say, Jesus, I welcome you, Prince of Peace, into my heart. Cuando nosotros hablamos de recibir Cristo, quiere decir recibir la paz. Recibir el príncipe de la paz. Y es fácil hacerlo. Si nosotros nos falta la paz, podemos nada más decir, Cristo Jesús, yo te necesito. Yo necesito que esta paz gobierne mi, mi persona. Porque no, ya no aguanto la, el estrés, no aguanto la ansiedad, no aguanto uh, el, el temor, los problemas uh, psicológicos, mentales, todo. Yo te necesito. Llena mi, mi corazón con la paz. Llena, el, llena mi con tu paz, Señor, Señor Jesús. And uh, we can all say this prayer, like, Lord, just let, um, I want to give you permission to, to rule in my heart. You know, we have to give permission to, the, to God. It's not like the police who rule because Congress, our, you know, our Congress has made laws or whatever. It's like Jesus doesn't force us. He just says, uh, we, he wants to. Um, and he wants agreement with us. You know? So if we're given our agreement, he'll, he'll come and give us peace. And then we have something to give other people, which is the peace of Christ. So I just want to, let's just pray that God would fill us with his peace, okay? This Christmas. If you need peace, just put a, put a hand where you need peace. Ponga la mano donde necesita la paz. Yo no sé, yo tengo tantos lugares. La cabeza, el corazón, el estómago. You know, we... Uh, ¿Dónde es que usted falta la falta, siente la falta de paz? ¿Dónde, dónde necesita la paz de Dios? You know, where do you need more peace in your Some of us are just worried about the sons of things. Tenemos pensamientos bien turbulentes. So anyway, let's pray. So Jesus, fill us with your peace. We want to let you govern our, our hearts and our minds. Señor, llénenos con tu paz. Queremos que tú gobiernas nuestras mentes y, y corazones. Um, Lord, we just, we welcome you. We ask you to just come and fill us with your love and your grace. Señor, llénenos con tu paz, con tu uh, gracia. Um, Chuck. All right. And we just pray, Lord, um, for you to just help us to be able to bring your peace everywhere we go in the world. In Jesus' name, amen.